the Holy Spirit is asking you this morning to consider this question. Consider these questions. Are the odds against you? Are the odds against you? Maybe you think so. You may think the odds are against you, but you can overcome. You can. Someone wrote this. I came across this recently and it is true. When we have a spirit of faith, God can help us to overcome seemingly insurmountable odds. When we have a spirit of faith, God can help us to overcome seemingly insurmountable odds. Now, the question the Holy Spirit is asking this morning is this. Are the odds against you? Are they against you? And if you think they are against you, you are reminded that perspectives matter. Perspectives matter. Because the wrong perspective will quench the fire of faith, while the right perspective will find even a flickering candle. The, the right perspective will find even a flickering candle into a flaming fire of conquering faith. Think about that. Now remember Joshua and Caleb, if they did not have the right perspective, they would have cowered, would have been intimidated like the other spies. They would have been, they would have, they, they would have been intimidated like the other spies who went to survey the land that God promised to give his people. Remember the account from Numbers 13 and 14. Moses had sent out the spies with instructions to find out as much as they could uh, before the Israelites would enter the law, the land to take it as their own. And Moses had said to them, Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Remember that the Lord had promised these people, saying that the land I'm taking you to is a land that is full of milk and honey. So in faith, Moses had said to them, Be, be of good courage and when you're coming back, bring some of the fruit of the land. And of course, you know the story, the spies went, they saw, they indeed came back, uh, they came back to the camp carrying a bunch of grapes that was so large that two men had to carry it between them. So indeed, the land was flowing with milk and honey. They said to Moses and the people, we went to the land where you sent us, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. And people, the people were excited. But it didn't last long because the spies had also encountered the inhabitants of the land. Strong people dwelling in fortified cities. Their report was this small. They said, look, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that divorced its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature, giants. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. We were like grass, grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight, in our own sight, in our own sight. Those spies who came back with that dismal report saw things in their own sight. In their own sight. They said we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. And this one, the Holy Spirit is saying to you, their child of God, it is not how you see that matters. It is not how the world sees it that matters. It is how the Lord sees it that counts. But in fact, I'm going to rephrase that. How you see it truly matters. How the world sees it truly matters. Why? Because it will, it, will, it will determine the outcome. It will determine the outcome. It will determine your decision. How you see things, the way you see it matters because it will determine your course of action. And so these other spies, aside from Caleb and Joshua, who saw things in their own sight, who interpreted matters, in the way that the, the inhabitant of the land saw it, 
their course of action was let's not there go into that land we'll be destroyed we'll be crushed so the way you see things matters the way you think the world sees things matters you must be careful it will determine the course of your action but remember joshua and caleb who spoke up saying if the lord delights in us then he will bring us into this land and give it to us only do not rebel against the lord nor fear the people of the land for they are our bread their protection has departed from them and the lord is with us and the lord is with us and this morning we are saying that the first question you have to ask if you must properly uh if you must, if you must have the the right perspective for victory in jesus is this am i asking the question of can i do this is that the question you asked this morning can i do this or are you asking the question can i do this in the strength and in the name of god i don't know what is before you this morning or this week or what life challenge you are facing currently are you saying can i overcome this is that the question you are asking it's the wrong question the question is can i do this can i overcome this in the strength and the name of god perspectives matter perspectives matter perspectives absolutely do matter and all that you remember all that you remember david 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 facing goliath well, look at the account in first first samuel 7 and be reminded be reminded of what david said how david interpreted matters and 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 how that influenced what he did what he did and before david got to the uh to the place of battle they had been saying that look this this giant this giant has come out this guy has come out against the army of israel that's what the the soldiers were saying We are afraid and we're saying oh this giant this giant has come out against the army of israel indeed even the philistine himself that giant goliath every time uh, that he came out he would say this day i defy the armies of israel i defy the armies of israel and the other soldiers including the king saul uh, they they interpreted goliath as defying the armies of israel but not but that was the wrong interpretation that they put to it it was not only david got there that David said to them, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Both the, I mean, the soldiers of Israel, the army of Israel, including the, their leader, their commander, the king, Saul, interpreted Goliath as defying the army of Israel. But not until David got there and David said to them, No, that's not the case. That's not the case. Who is this person who would defy the armies of the living God? And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And you know the story. You know the story? David confronted Goliath, not in his own power, not even uh, with human human weapons, but with just stones. And one stone, one stone fell Goliath. One stone fell Goliath because uh, David confronted Goliath in the name of God, Confronted Goliath, knowing that Goliath was affronting the armies of the living God. And you should be asking your question this morning as well. You are the Lord. Do you not know that? You are the Lord. You are the apple of his eye. Is anyone, 
any power able to defeat the armies of the living God? You are the Lord. You are the apple of his eye. Is anyone, is anything able to defeat you? Since you are the Lord, the circumstances of life or the enemies confronting you may suppose themselves fighting you but they are mistaken and you must accept that they are mistaken as well they are not fighting you they are affronting the lord the lord because it's because you are his as you know said those who bless you are with curse those who curse you are with those, those who bless you are with bless and those who curse you are with curse as you know said that So put yourself in the place of. Sorry, so put yourself in the place of Joshua and Caleb. Wear the shoes of Joshua and Caleb, and ask not, "Can I do this?" But ask, "Can I do this in the strength and the name of God?" Put yourself in the place of, of David. Of David, do not see the way at the soldiers of Saul saw it. Do not see the way even Saul saw it as the enemy affronting at the army of Israel. No. See it this way. Could anyone, any power defeat the armies of the living God? And I'm going to remind you also of, of Gideon. Of Gideon. Be reminded of Gideon and go and read Judges 6 from verse 12. Of course, of course. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites who would come to them, who would raid their livestock and raid their farms. But the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. The man, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon responded, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Go in this might, go in this might of yours. And the question you must ask this morning how strong am I with God in me and me in God? How strong am I with God in me and me in God? Because Gideon, uh, if, if you read beyond uh, the passages we have read now, you will find him, uh, in, in a sense, a timid man. And he must have been surprised that the angel referred to him as a man of valor. But you see, Again, the angel, after, after that, Ekada said to him, Go in this might of yours. And Gideon must have been wondering, What might? What might? What might? What might? But that's the wrong question. The arm of flesh will fail. You dare not trust your own. Don't look to your own strength. Don't look to your own power. Don't look to your own willpower. Don't look to anything that is human. In fact, the Lord takes no delight in, in the strength of the horse. He does not take delight. In the number of the chariots or the strength of the oars, it takes delight in those who trust in him. How strong am I with God in me and me in God? Don't, don't ask how strong am I. Don't ask, is that the wrong question? It will give you the wrong perspective. It will lead you to take the wrong course of action. Ask how strong am I with God in me 
and made God. And again, I remind you this morning of Elisha's servant. Elisha's servant in 2 Kings 17. Remember that uh, the Elisha had been surrounded by the armies of the enemy. And Elisha's servant naturally, understandably, was concerned, was anxious, was afraid. Until Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The servant was, was afraid, anxious for, for his master until the Lord opened his eyes and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire, chariots of fire all around Elisha. That's from 2 Kings 6, 17. And you must ask yourself this morning, will the Lord forsake his own? Will the Lord forsake his own? Has he not said, I will never leave you? I will never forsake you? That's one question you must ask. A question that will change, that will change your perspective and find even a flickering candle of faith. If your faith is like a flickering candle, the candle that is burning out, the flickering candle, you see, having the right perspective, the right perspective, we find, we find, we find that flame into an ardent, unquenchable, conquering fire of faith. Will the Lord forsake his own? Will the Lord forsake his own? And this morning, let's talk also about Mary. Mary, when the, Lord, when the angel of the Lord approached her and said to her, you have found favor before God. And the angel said to her, the Lord is with you. And the angel made those promises that you see, the power of the Holy Spirit will fall upon you. You will, con- you will conceive in your womb. You will bring forth a son. His name will be called Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. The Lord will, will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom, of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary said, how can this be? How can this be since I do not know a man? And of course, the angel explained how that would be. And then he said to him, the angel said to her, 37, 137, Luke 137, for with God nothing will be impossible. For with God nothing will be possible. And then Mary said, What you should say as well, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. And so you should ask this question this morning Is anything impossible for God? Is anything impossible for God? So if today the Holy Spirit is asking you to remember Joshua and Caleb who spoke up, who spoke up in the name of the Lord, who took uh, the who took the perspective opposed to the perspective of the world, who said we are able to go and conquer this land, you should be asking the question, can I do this in the strength and the name of God? Like David, you should be asking yourself, could anyone, could anything, any power defeat the armies of the living God? Like Gideon, you should be asking, how strong am I with God in me and me in God? How strong? And like Elisha's servant, you should be asking now, will the Lord forsake his own? Remembering what the eyes of the servant saw when the Lord opened his eyes, you should be asking yourself, will the Lord forsake his own? These are rhetorical questions that must necessarily, necessarily lead you, necessarily lead you to the path of faith, to the path of faith. And remember the account of Mary with the angel and ask, is anything impossible for God? Is anything impossible for God? 
And you see, in a sense, as I was preparing for this, I said to myself, in the ultimate sense, all these questions, you may subsume into one, into just one. Look at the encounter, the encounter of uh, Joshua and Caleb and the other spies. When they reported, did Joshua and Caleb not say, did they not say to the people, to Moses and the people, did they not say, if the Lord be with us, if the Lord is with us? And David, when he confronted Goliath, did he not say, the Lord is with us? And Elisha's servant, what did he he say? Was it not proof that the Lord was with them? And Gideon, the angel, did the angel not say to Gideon, the Lord be with you? And to Mary, was that not the same? Was that not the same? Was that not the same assurance that the angel gave to Mary, the Lord is with you? The Lord is with you. And I remind you this morning that all these questions, all these questions that are rhetorical and are meant to find the fire of faith in you, you can substitute them into one. Is the Lord with me? Is the Lord with me? And if that is a question uh, that you hold on to this morning, is the Lord with me? I remind you of Hebrews 13.5. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And most importantly, I remind you of Psalm 46. Psalm 46, verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Psalm 46, 10 to 11. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And in that strength, in that, in that power, the Holy Spirit charges you to move forward this week, to move forward this day and conquer. And conquer. Don't let the enemies defeat you. Don't let anything quench the fire of faith in you. The Lord of hosts is with you. The God of Jacob is your refuge. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Christ.